You are now listening to The Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. For more, visit themodelhealthshow.com. Welcome to The Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in with me today. This is a very, very special episode, and we're talking about an issue that is not just a U.S. epidemic. This is a worldwide epidemic. What we're seeing now today, the data showing about 2.1 billion people today are now clinically overweight or obese. And just hearing those numbers, it's really even hard to wrap our minds around. And it's been a big shift culturally. You know, it's one of those things that we think often trickles out from the U.S. Like this is where a lot of these issues kind of really uh, took it up a few notches. And this is because of the food system here, you know, and the marketing. I know for myself personally, this is a very special and personal episode because uh, most of my family members as I grew up were either overweight or significantly obese. And even me, you know, my fat gene kicked into gear when I was diagnosed with this so-called incurable spinal condition. And I stopped doing, you know, I became very inactive on the request of my physicians. And what do you, what happens when you are not moving anymore? You become docile. Not only do my bones and my spine degenerate, but everything else does. But the one thing that doesn't change is those fat stores keep on working. And so I got to a place where I was uh, significantly overweight myself and it was a struggle because you don't want to feel like that, you know? And so for me mentally, once I started to decide to, to try to get my health together, to try to lose this weight, marketing was right there. I went for my processed food diet of like, listen, when I'm telling, I want you to understand this. I would get two triple cheeseburgers, all right? McDonald's, right? Two triple. And then I get the fries and sometimes the beverage as well. And some, I don't know if you have Steak and Shake where you are, but we have Steak and Shake here in St. Louis. That was fancy, if you wanna get fancy. But also I was like, it, it costs too much. And the reason it costs too much is they actually cook the burger. Which then I was like, wait a minute. I have a problem with them actually cooking the, the food instead of like some frozen random, you know, soy packed, you know, possibly beef, right? And so this is just the, my level of thinking. And so I took that process mindset and as cheap as possible mindset and carried that into the rest of my approach with losing weight. I'll use these processed shakes, AKA Slim Fast. I saw the commercial. We have a shake for breakfast, one for lunch, sensible dinner. I tried that out, didn't work. All right, it worked temporarily, let me be clear, but it was just the same approach, you know, as cheap as possible and as processed as possible because I didn't know that there was a difference. And once I changed my approach mentally is when I began to change my approach physically. So what I want to ex really express to you is that the catalyst for me transforming my body and my health and thus influencing the lives of millions of people after that was a change in my mind, right? The change in the conversation I was having in my own psyche and in my own heart, it was really the first domino for everything else. And so I think that we tend to operate differently and try to attack the food. We try to attack the exercise, right? We try to attack, you know, the stress or whatever it might be. And all those things matter. But what matters most is how we're relating to ourselves. And so I've got a very special guest on today and she's got a really important message and it's coming from a different perspective. She's helped millions of people to lose weight 
through her conventional approach, but she started to see over the years that as we become less and less connected as a society, that more and more people were struggling to even get started and to stay on track because the conversations weren't changing with their minds and their hearts. And so her approach is unique and, you know, people sometimes wonder like, why would you have conflicting information or different information on the show? It's to understand that nobody is 100% right. We need to have some things that have some unique crossover and also totally different perspective on things so we can have healthy conversations and understand that not one thing is gonna work for everybody. We're all unique and we need to find tools and insights that work for us where we are right now and also giving ourselves permission to know that that will change as well. That is the very best service that I can give to you is to give you options right, is to give you the ability to choose for yourself what speaks to your heart and your mind right now. And so her approach is melding her faith along with her knowledge as a nutritionist. And it is a, 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 an optimal, well-rounded perspective in working with the whole person and working on their spiritual well-being, which she believes is a trickle-down effect to everything else in your life, all right? So I think you're gonna really enjoy this and enjoy her insights and her story's incredible. She's one of the uh, one of my favorite people and just been such a light and such a, a giving force of, of goodness in my life too. And so I can't wait to get to that. Before we do though, listen, I wanna share something with you. For me personally, it's not just trying to tell our brains what we wanted to do, but actually taking care of our brains overall. And so I've been looking for many years, like what are the very best things nutritionally that can support the development and health of our brains? Because when I was in a traditional university, I was taught that once you reach the maturity of your brain developing, that's it. It's just down, downhill from there, right? Your brain cells, you, they, you start losing them and you don't get any of them back. And it's just not true. Today, we know that our brains can create new brain cells, right? It's neurogenesis. And there are very few things that we know about botanically, you know, things in nature that can support this process. One of those things, the University of Malaya did some research and found that lion's mane can actually support the process of neurogenesis. So, so this literally means creation of new brain cells, all right? It's absolutely amazing. And specifically, they studied some individuals as well that had experienced traumatic brain injuries and finding that lion's mane is incredibly supportive in that area of study as well. So for folks that just wanna take their incredible brain to another level and support it that way with lion's mane, or if you've had some damage done, this can be something that can be very helpful. All right, so I wanna make sure you know about that. I get my lion's mane from Four Sigmatic, all right? This company does a dual extraction of the mushroom so you actually know that you're getting, when you hear a study like this, how are they extracting it? Are they like, are they are they boiling the mushroom? Do I boil it? Should I fricassee it? Put it in the Instapot? I don't know. I don't, how do you, you need to do a hot water extract and an alcohol extract, all right? It's called a dual extraction. And Four Sigmatic does this when 99.9% .9 of companies don't, all right? So you actually get what you're looking for. And they're in these simple, convenient little packets. I love the Lion's Mane Elixir when I have it by itself with a little bit of like strawberry MCT oil or a, lot of, a little bit of almond milk. And I think it's great like that. Again, you just open the packet, hot water, hot almond milk, and maybe a little stevia, and you enjoy it like that. They also have 
Lion's Mane coffees, hot chocolates with like medicinal mushrooms with reishi and cordyceps and so many amazing things. All right. But these elixirs are really, really valuable. I love the reishi elixir as well. I have that um, most nights of the week. All right. And there's clinically proven benefit for improving your sleep quality. The list goes on and on. Definitely head over to check them out. You need to have some Four Sigmatic in your cabinet. I'm telling you, foursigmatic.com forward slash model. You get 15% off everything they carry. All right. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com forward slash model for 50% off everything. And on that note, let's get to our Apple podcast review of the week. Another five-star review titled Life Changing by Positive Kev. Before I discovered Sean and the Model Health Show, I was lost and confused in the world of diet, exercise, and overall well-being. I began learning how to take care of myself in many different ways, and I was able to translate the sometimes complicated info to my family and friends. I'm seeing a wave of positivity in my own life, and I owe credit to this show and the multitude of lessons and ideas taught by Sean and his guest. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for leaving me that review over on Apple Podcasts. That means so much to me. And that's what we're really about is really helping to make sense of all this stuff. There is a tremendous amount of information out there, obviously, but how can we simplify this and how can we make things accessible, but also how can we get to the deeper message behind all of this stuff? And fortunately, that's what today's episode is all about as well. And so on that note, let's get to our special guest and our topic of the day. Our guest today is the incredible Isabel Price, and she is the co-founder and creator of the wildly successful internet-based nutrition program, beyonddiet.com. And it's been 10 years, so a whole decade right now, has sold over 2 million programs to people all over the world. And her new program, The New Life Promise, combines her love for nutrition and her faith to begin to change the conversation around weight loss and health from one of guilt and shame to one of love, compassion, and surrender. And I'd like to welcome to the Model Health Show, my friend, Isabel Price. What's up, Isabel? Hey, Sean. This is super fun. I'm so happy to have you here. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. So true story, we met by, how did we meet? You're going to tell everybody it. how we met? Yeah. So I had been listening to your show for several months, I think. How long have you been doing this? Over five years. Okay. Yeah. All right. So maybe like a whole year. And I really built my business and raised my kids the first couple of years on just pure caffeine. I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking like if I could have walked around with an IV of coffee, I would have. And after years of this, um, I really, I mean, for all I knew about nutrition, this is what I was doing to myself. But with a two-year-old and a newborn and a business that was thriving and all this is great, I was keeping up by just drinking tons of coffee. And I, uh, I was listening to your podcast and I was like, this guy needs to help me. And that's when I reached out and I was like, do you do one-on-one -on -one coaching? I got some things I got to work on. Um, and you took me on as a client and actually your last client, You were my right? very last person I worked with in my practice. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So now, what is it now? Like three years later? Yeah, it's been, yeah, three yeah, years. Three years yeah. and I'm still coffee free. So wow. what you do works, Sean. Incredible, incredible. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so first of all, just to backtrack a little bit, you are just one of the most giving and supportive, like you've gone out of your way to support me and 
your work, you've impacted the lives of so many people. Like you're great Thank at you. what you do. You care at a different level. And working with you is just kind of like, it was a little bit of a struggle at first until I really found out who you were. And I was like, oh my goodness, absolutely. You know, and um, you know, but you're also somebody who has an important message. But first, before we even get to that part, how, and I want to know this too, because there's some things that I don't know as well. How did you get into this field in the first place? Like what, what sparked your interest of health and fitness? Um, well, my story is very similar to many people who share their passions, you know, on the internet or in books was through my personal experience. And it really was my experience with my mom. So she was diagnosed with diabetes in her 40s. And uh, I had watched my grandmother, who also had type 2 diabetes, give herself injections, you know, every single time she was going to eat, just, you know, injecting herself with insulin. So my mom was diagnosed with diabetes and we all just felt like, okay, you know, she's just going to go down the same road as, as grandma did. And in a way she kind of did, but worse. Um, and you know, back then, like over 20 years ago, you didn't just Google like, what should I eat for type two diabetes? Right, right? right. Like we didn't have that. And also people didn't know, or maybe they knew, but they sure weren't telling us. So that just kind of started me just reading and researching, like there's got to be something to this. Um, I was in college at the time, or, you know, started in high school and then in college, and I started studying this and figured out that, yeah, there is a lot that we can do. And when I started sharing that with my mom, who was very sick, right, being put on all kinds of different medications, blood sugar out of control, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, she she didn't want to hear it. Um, you know, she didn't want to change. And I think part of it was too, like I was her daughter. So, you yeah. know, well, what do you know? The like the, yeah. the doctor's telling me this. I changed your diapers. Yeah, like you don't know, <laughs> you know. And also at the time, what I know now is, my mom was so stressed. She was working two jobs, you know. She, her relationship with my dad was not the best at the time. Um, it got a lot better, but at that time it wasn't. It wasn't good, and and she was depressed. So here I was suggesting that she take away the only thing that was making her happy, and that was food. Mm. You know, that was bread. That was fast food. That was sweets, and you know she just didn't want anything to do with it. And like a lot of diabetics, she suffered a lot of side effects. And one of them was her kidneys shut down. Mm. So when your kidneys shut down, you have to go on dialysis. And now if people don't know what dialysis is, it's basically you go to a dialysis center, usually in a hospital, you get hooked up to a machine, and that machine filters your blood the same way that your kidneys would, right? So you're doing this for four hours each time you go, three days a week, right? So here was my mom's schedule. Now, at this point, she's in her 60s, right? Like she's had this raging diabetes, all kinds of side effects for quite some time. So on Monday, she'd go to the dialysis center. She'd be there for four hours, right? And when you come home, you feel terrible, right? You're tired, you're nauseous, you can't really do anything, so you go to bed. Then the next day, Tuesday, you feel a little bit better, right? But then you go back on Wednesday. And you do it all over again. And she would go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And now, so Saturday she'd feel a little bit better, but then by Sunday she was starting to feel awful again because she really needed the, this dialysis. So this was her life, right? And here I was in college, almost graduated, and I'm watching this, right? And so it doesn't just affect the person that's sick, right? It affected me, it affected my sister, it affected my dad. 
So now, fast forward four years. She's on dialysis for four years. Can you imagine? Oh my goodness, this is, is your life for four years, right? And it really started to take a toll on her body. But she was on the kidney transplant this whole the kidney transplant list the whole time. And we had all gotten tested, and nobody was a match, right? So none of us could give her a kidney. So her name comes up, and she gets a kidney. So we have to go to Philly. We lived in New Jersey at the time. We go to Philly. And the doctors were like, listen, you know, this is risky. And they had told her this already. Like, you're very sick. You have high blood pressure. Um, the dialysis has taken a toll on your body. You could potentially die getting the surgery. But she didn't care, and neither did we because she wasn't living anymore. Like, that just yeah. that wasn't life, right? So anyway, um, she got the surgery, and it was a success. Uh, it was incredible. Um and once she came to, and she's in the recovery room, and I was there with her, she looked at me, Sean, and she said, Isabel, I will do everything you tell me to do. I mean, that's it. Like, she had gotten a second chance at life, yeah. and she was changing. So she did, right? I mean, and it was quite a recovery from there. Um, but she did. She changed her diet. She ate all the things I told her to eat. You know, I moved back home to help take care of her. And here was all this information, right? So she would go back for her follow-ups, right? And when you get a transplant of any kind, you have to go on anti-rejection medications. You go on heavy steroids, right? You go on prednisone. And the doctor had said to her, listen, if you gain a lot of weight, don't be scared. Like, we're putting you on some heavy meds here. And if you gain weight, we'll just figure it out, you know, later. Right now, the most important thing is that your kidney doesn't reject. So, you know, she's taking her meds. She's following the protocol that I put together at her 12-week follow-up. And we were going consistently, right? But at her 12-week follow-up, she had lost 40 pounds. Wow. And she was on all of these meds. And the doctor said to her, I have never seen anything like this because her kidney was doing great. Her body was doing great. And she had lost 40 pounds on all of those medications. And Sean, when you have gone through something like that with with your mom, mm -hmm. right? And you have something, you're like, I gotta, I gotta tell people about this. Like, yeah. like, how do people not know? Because we would go to the follow ups and we would see the same people in the waiting room, right? Yeah. That we would see like week after week, they were gaining weight. Yeah. I mean, they were doing well as far as like you know not rejecting the organ that they got transplanted, but they were gaining weight, right? And not feeling well. And that was in Sean. That was it. Um, I found our mutual friend, Craig Valentine. He was selling stuff online. He helped me put it out there. Um, I got together with a business partner who's still my business partner now. And, you know, now two million programs later, you know, here we are. That's so incredible. Oh, my goodness. And just a little side note of, you know, Craig, I've had him on the show a couple of times. And it's because of you, again, connecting us. You've just been such a light and like with your mom, for example, like just an angel, you know, and just helping her and um, taking that information and finding a way. Because I know that can light a fire under you. It's just like, why don't people know this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But now, after all these years in this business, it, we're, we're, there's a different climate with this weight loss thing. The information is out there. It's not rocket science as far as like, you know, changing our bodies. There's it's very practical, simple things yeah. that are very accessible today, especially with even podcasts like this, but there's an issue going on with our minds and with our yeah. hearts. 
And so that's what you're really shifting the conversation to because you're seeing that that is really the the biggest issue. Yeah. Um, so what 10 years in this industry has taught me, and even longer, right, because I was practicing as a nutritionist even before I you know, wrote everything out and sold it online, has taught me that, you know what, the information is there, right? Like when my mom was diagnosed, okay, maybe it wasn't as obvious, yeah. but now the information is there. Nobody is struggling with their weight because they don't know what to do. They're struggling because they're struggling internally, right? It's like in uh, the emotions, um, they're struggling spiritually, right? And that's what I see now. And even though there are a lot of people in our industry, Sean, that are having the a good conversation or a better conversation about it, right? Like no shame, no guilt, um, you know, freedom in food. I see that a lot. The conversation that people are having internally is still one of shame and guilt. Let's talk about that. So what is this conversation that's going on in the mind of, of a lot of folks struggling with their, with their weight right now? You know, the biggest one is I'm not enough, you know, and we see it all over social media, right? Like what everybody else is doing and this is what I should be doing. Like what is the most common thing we hear from people when they talk about their weight and their health? Sean, I really should be eating better. Like I really have to. Um, And it's all these, and that comes from guilt and shame. And it's it's in the marketing as well, you know? And it's, right? Like that's what a lot of the marketing is, it's fear-based, you know? It's like if I was like, Sean, you know, you have a seven-year-old, you have to take care of yourself, right? That's a lot of marketing does that. Um, And unfortunately, like I've been a part of that marketing uh, and now I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to talk to people like that anymore. I don't want to say like, well, you know, your wife is counting on you, Sean, so you better, you know, then how do you feel? You know, then then you feel crappy, like, as opposed to encouraging you in a, in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, because even that statement can make you feel like I'm not enough. I'm already, I'm so messed up. I'm so behind the ball. Right. Um, so taking a different approach to it. Yeah. So I guess the first question then with that said is how do we actually do that? How do we start to shift the conversation going on in our minds? If we're feeling and believing and speaking to ourselves like we're not enough, like we are just destined to fail, like it's just a continuous struggle, everything is too hard, and comparing ourselves to, you know, everybody else, for example, on social media, which again was not an issue right. 10, 20 years ago, and it's a whole different, uh, it's battlefield out here psychologically. So how do we start to change that conversation? We really need to look at it. We really need to look at taking care of ourselves in a completely, completely different way. So let's say I was an artist and I made you a sculpture, right? And it was a beautiful sculpture. And I gave it to you and Anne for your house, right? And you were like, you were just in awe of it, right? And you took it home and you put it on a shelf. And once a week you would dust it, you know, just to make sure that it it looked nice. And people would come to your house and you'd be like, look at this sculpture that Isabel made me. Like, isn't it, you know, isn't it great? Um, and, you know, every once in a while you'd text me and be like, sculpture's still looking great. Like, you know, <laughs> it's awesome, right? You would take care of it out of love for me, right? Or just or just out of love, right? But what if I made you the sculpture and you took it home and you put it on the shelf and you looked at it and you were like, 
that's just one more thing I need to take care of. And every time you dusted it, because you did, once a week you'd be like, I hate dusting, oh, but I'll do it, you know? Or if the only reason why you did it was because you thought I'd be mad at you if I didn't, if you didn't, right? You'd be like, well, I don't want Isabel to get mad, so I better just dust this thing and take care of it, right? What's the difference there, right? Like one is you're taking care of it just really out of love, respect, like so happy and grateful that I made you this thing. And the other one is just doing it out of like just guilt almost like I have to. And I truly believe that God gave us this beautiful, beautiful temple, right? This vessel. And if we can shift our mindset to think like, I want to take care of what you gave me, right? Like, I got two arms and two legs and I can do all this stuff. And, you know, of course I want to feed it the right way. Like, you know, thank you, God, like that I have this opportunity. And until you get to that place then it's just a bunch of have-tos and dragging yourself to the gym and make eating food that you don't even want to eat, you know, and as opposed to one of, you know what, this is, I'm so grateful to be able to do this, right? And, you know, there's a lot of people that weren't born with two arms and two legs yeah. and, um, and even still, right? Like many of them make the most of it or or actually do take care of themselves even better than some of us who have were born you know being able to do everything yeah, living outstanding lives yeah, yeah living their best life yeah exactly <laughs> so with that said um you've also now you you might be at a place where you're telling people like instead of telling them they need to lose weight you might tell somebody that they don't need to lose weight yeah why would you why would you do that especially with you being in this field and selling weight loss programs, why, why would you say that to somebody? Because the first thing that I want to communicate to them is that you are enough exactly as you are right now, right? You are absolutely perfect right now. Who you are, your thoughts, what you have to give to this world right now. Now, if you want to wake up each day and feel better and be able to do the things that you want to do, now, that's something that you get to do. You don't have to. You don't have to do anything. Sean, you don't have to be here. You don't have to do this. You didn't have to go to the gym this morning. But this is what you get to do. And until I can get to that place with them, right, like not this is what you have to do, but this is what you get to do, then it's just a lot of wasted time. Then it's a lot of... I lost 10 pounds. I fell off the wagon. Uh, I'm, you know, I ate healthy all week and then I went to a, a party this weekend and I just ate, you know, whatever. Um, so until I really feel like they've made that mental shift, um, then it's just a bunch of beating yourself up, forcing yourself. Um. When you said that, like, it literally, it just struck me, you know, like I, I felt... I really listened to what you said, and I hope that other people did as well, that you are perfect how you are right now. Because I think that part of the big stress undercurrent of our entire lives is trying to be something that we're, we're not right now. Yeah. You know, and I felt very at peace and settled in that moment. And I know you wasn't, you know, you didn't say that to hit me like that, but it did. And I really hope that the rest of us can experience that as well, just to take a moment and understand that you are enough. You are perfect as you are right now all of your life conditions that you've been through 
and that you've overcome. You're at this place right now and it is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Even if you are uh, 400 pounds, right, or 150 pounds, like whatever those pounds say, like on the scale, you know, you got to this place in your life for a reason. Like, I don't believe in coincidences or, you know, or luck, right? My dad was an entrepreneur and my mom was very, very sick almost my entire life, right? This is not a coincidence, right? Like God has a divine plan. And he was like, you need a dad who's an entrepreneur, so you have a business mind, and you need to go through this with your mom so that you can bring forth this message into the world, right? And what's, you know, the advantage that God has that we don't have is that he sees the whole plan, right? He sees the whole thing start to finish. We don't, we just see this moment. So that person who's struggling with their weight, they only see that moment, right? But they don't see what this could be, right? Like maybe, you know, this is the way you're going to encourage other people to get healthy. Like, let's all get healthy together, right? I had a friend who said to me a couple of weeks ago, she said, Isabel, what if I never lost any weight, but all I did was just work on being healthy? I'm like, yeah. amen. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. Like, you it that would be great because that you don't you don't have to lose weight now yeah. you want to feel good you want to be healthy you want to take care of this body that you have but no you don't you know you don't have to you're perfect the way that you are yeah i love that so much and i didn't know you were going to mention that but i've said this before many times on the show but life qualified you for what you're doing now yeah yeah and the statement goes and depending on your faith you know um but you could say that God doesn't call the qualified, God qualifies the called. Yes. Or life doesn't call the qualified, life qualifies the called. And so the conditions that you were in enabled you, but you still have to say yes to it. Mm -hmm. That's the thing, you know, at some point you have to have that divine yes. And so same thing with what I do, you know, I was in these certain conditions that qualified me to do what I'm doing today. I was reluctant to be behind a microphone or to, to be on a stage in a sense, like I definitely want to be like New Edition, okay? <laughs> I wanted to do a little bit, but at the same time I was very shy. Yeah. And by being shy and being quiet, I listened a lot. And I would hear not just the words people would say, but the texture and the, and the tenor and the intention behind those words. Like I realized it's not just what you say, it's how you say it. And so these little things would come up and also my life and going through a uh, condition that was so-called incurable. Yeah. And all of those things were just qualifying me because I could stood in that place. And if you would have told me then that I was perfect and for me to just accept it in that moment that life was qualifying me for the next step, it could change everything. And so that's what I'm wanting people to get is that life has qualified you for what's next, right? Your life right now, it might not seem perfect, mm -hmm. but you are. And it's just been all this divine process taking place and now at some point could be right now yeah <laughs> you have that divine yes to really take things to another level yeah wow so all right even though again you being in this field and having the audacity to tell people you don't need to lose weight and getting that conversation going and changing how we're talking to ourselves there are also two gifts that you talk about there's two gifts that you say that we're born with. So we got already accept that we're perfect as we are, but yeah. two gifts. So what are these two gifts? So uh, a friend shared this with me uh, a couple of weeks ago. He said he heard a pastor once say, you know, God gave me these two gifts. He gave me this temple 
and he gave me the message a message right and unfortunately if my temple goes my message goes with it and it's just it's so true right i mean sean like you have a message right and you bring that message into the world and if your body is no longer here right if sean goes then the message goes with sean right and I think we really need to remember that um, because we all have a message for this world, whatever that is. You don't have to be on a podcast to do it. You don't have to sell programs on the internet to do it. Your message could be right in your home to your children, mm. right? Your message could be at a school if you're a teacher, right? But in order to do that, your bot, you have to take care of your body so that you know, you're still here to bring forth that message, right? So then people will be like, well, Isabel, what if I walk out and I get hit by a bus? And I'm like, listen, you control what you can control and let God control the rest, right? But we know that we have control over what we can control. Look, my mom could have gotten that transplant and woken up and gone right back to the fast food and the bread and you know, but the nine years that that transplant and eating healthy gave her, right? She got to meet all three of her grandsons, mm. right? Two of them being my kids. Yeah. And she poured into them in a way that they still talk about her now, right? She had a message that she still had to, you know, bring forth into the world. And she took good care of herself and, and she was able to do that. You know, when I first heard that, you know, that we have, you know, this temple and this message uh, to bring forth, I really thought about my husband. So um, my husband now volunteers as a football coach at the local high school. Mm. And he's played football his whole his whole life. He played football in college. Shout out to Stuart. Yo, Stuart is just <laughs> it. Okay. Stuart's my hero. Um, so he uh, played, you know, football in college and he got hurt. Um and he, uh, but still played, right? So now he, he has a bad back, right? So he is constantly having to take care of his back, right? So with the foam rolling and the eating the, anti, in, you know, anti-inflammatory foods and the keep my core strong and, and all of that. And now he volunteer coaches at the local high school. And for him, it's not about football. It's about pouring into these boys, and teaching them, you know, good life skills, what it means to be a, a good man, what it means to be disciplined, what it means to work hard, you know, what it means to really like live a life that, you know, someone who follows Christ, like that is Stuart's message, right? That's his, his mis mission. And he says, if I don't take care of my body, like I can't bring, bring, bring that to these kids, right? Like, so... Uh, you know, and he's had his his ups and downs, right? Like when his his back hurts, he's like, man, like I need to get out there and and you know do what God has really called me to do. Um, and if he didn't, right? If he didn't, who would be missing out? Those boys, right? The world. And I think for a lot of people, there, you know, think about you know who would be missing out, like Sean, like how many. Hundreds of thousands of people would be missing out, right, if you hadn't done what you did. Um, and you read those reviews every single week, and that stuff is real, right? Like these people, they have been changed, right? That stuff is real. So 
we've got to take care of these. See, those kind of moments, those stories get me thinking about like the paradigm of like a Christmas Carol or It's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart. And just like, what if I wasn't here and how the world would be different? Mm. And it gives me a sense of, you know, because all of us are looking for that, that, that feeling of I matter, a feeling of, you know, I'm special. You know, we're all looking for that. And hopefully we will have that instilled in us as children, but there are a lot of people who don't get that. Yeah. And, but we're, our soul is still searching for it. And we'll find that sense of, of uh, I matter, or I'm special, maybe through connection with a gang, maybe through connection with folks who are doing drugs and alcohol. Maybe it's connection with, you know, people who are, you know, doing whatever, you know, there's all these different scenarios, but we're all trying to find that and find that place where we feel like we matter where we feel like we're appreciated and we can do that in a positive, healthful way, or we can do that in a detracting way. Yeah. But we have to kind of, and this is what I want to have you on for was to talk about our deeper human needs, right? The things that we really need so that we feel more capable to do those action steps. It's not, and I love that you talked about this. It's not like I have to, you know, you just get to that place where you just feel like this is who I am. This is what I want to do. It feels good. Thank you. Right. And so, Let's talk about some of those things. Let's talk about some of the um, some of the qualities that we should kind of aim to develop for our character, for us to really weight loss is going to be a side effect yes. of developing yeah. these internal character traits. Yeah. Well, I really think it's two statements that if all of us truly believe them, then everything else falls into place. And the first one is, I am enough right? And really believing that you have everything that you need right now, right? Because here we are, we're just constantly, constantly searching and seeking, right? So why do you want to lose weight? Well, because I want to take a good picture and post it on Instagram. Well, why do you want to do that? Well, because I want a lot of likes, you know, and I want people to look at me and think that my life is perfect. Well, why do you want that, right? Because I want to feel loved and, you know, I, I just, I don't feel loved right now and I want to feel loved, right? So when you just keep asking those questions, right, it always goes back to I am enough. And then the second one is I am not alone, right? You are not alone. And I feel like people want to lose weight so that, you know, they can maybe find a life partner or maybe more people will like them or maybe they'll um, appear in a certain way, right? But, you know, a lot of people feel isolated, right? Because of, and, and sometimes, and we don't have to go into the deep psychology of this, it's sometimes people purposely isolate themselves with the weight, right? Because they don't want anyone to know who they really are. They don't want to let people in. Um, but just know you're, you know, you are enough and you're not alone in this, right? People will understand if you open up. And even though we have all of these friends on social media, people feel more alone now than ever before because there just isn't enough of this human connection, like this real, real human connection. And if you open up to someone and say, you know what, like, I just, yeah, like I feel a lot of shame around my weight. Like I feel, I feel really bad that I got to this point. Like, it's okay. Like, let it out. Like, let's talk about it. That was then, you know, this is now. Like, who do you, who do you want to be now? 
And to answer your question about the character traits, it's really um, asking the question, who do you want to be, right? Who do I want to be? You know, I, I didn't think that we were going to talk about this, but it just, just came to me. So that must mean that we should talk about this. My mom passed away three years ago. And right after she passed away, I was really, really struggling, right? And uh, I had a call with our mutual friend, JP. Now, I've known JP for a very, very long time. Um, I don't know. JP 15, Sears. JP that Sears, is, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Um, we'll put that in the show notes, JP's okay. appearance. Go oh, ahead, yeah. go ahead. This um, is very interesting already. Okay, so um, known JP for a long time, maybe, uh, I don't even know, 12, 13 years. And I had a call with him, and he's like, how you doing? I'm like, I'm not good. Like, JP, I'm struggling, you know? Um and everybody knows the the super funny JP and, yeah. you know, I really, I know that JP too, you know, but I really know the, like, really being able to connect with people. And he said, Isabel, you're struggling because the only Isabel you know is the Isabel with a mom. And you don't know, you've never met the Isabel without a mom. And I was like, whoa, like nobody tells you that when somebody passes. And he was like, so you're mourning your mom, but you're mourning the Isabel with a mom. He said, so what I want you to do is I want you to write out who is Isabel without a mom? Who do you want to be? And he was saying that in a good way, right? And I was like, and that, Sean, just shifted me. Because I was like, well, who do I want to be? Like, who does my mom want me to be, right? And, you know, I get emotional still thinking about it. And I think people need to do that in the same way without somebody passing, right? Like, okay, so you've gotten to this point in your life. You're, you're very overweight or you're not at the health that you want to be, right? But in this moment, you get to choose. Like, who do you want to be? Is it really like the Instagram model with the six-pack, you know, taking a picture of her glutes like every other time? Like, is that really who you want to be? If it is, then God bless. Like, you could do that, you know? But just tell me honestly, you know, and when you ask people that, they'll say like, man, I just want to be a good mom. Like, I just, you know, I just want to be a good daughter. Like, I just want to wake up in the morning and not like, you know, have everything hurt, you know, like I just, you know, I got grandkids now. Like, I don't, I don't care about having a six pack. Like, I just want to chase after my grandkids, you know, and I think if people just answer that question, then they'll see that getting to that point, getting to that healthy point is actually a lot easier, right? Because look, for what I want to do, like I want to feel good each day. I want to, you know, feel good for my kids. Um, I want to, you know, put on clothes that I like. You know what I mean? That doesn't take like, you know, uh, steamed broccoli and boiled chicken breasts and, you know, two, uh, you know, two hour sessions at the gym. It doesn't. It takes some you know, Pilates and yoga and, you know, some squats and push-ups, some healthy eating. Like, it didn't have to be that complicated. Um, but people really need to answer the question, like, you know, who do you want to be? Like, what what do you really want? Who's, yeah. who's the Sean that you want to be? Oh, man, that story is so powerful. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Shout out to, to JP and uh, shout out to you for having that that awakening, you know, and taking that... And to, to doing what you're doing now, wow, that's just incredible. 
Um, just to backtrack a little bit, you know, when I would hear that before, I didn't think that it was enough to hear you are enough. And the way that you articulated that, I think that, you know, I know that I really felt something different from it, you know, to really understand that. Because it's from that place, once you know you are enough, and then to create or to write out who do you want to be. Yeah. Right? I think you got to get there first. I think it's much more difficult to write out the life that you want. You won't give yourself permission if you don't know that you're already enough. So thank you for that. And also, um, you are not alone. A lot of a lot of these conditions, you know, when folks are struggling with um, a sense of connection, relationships, and also our weight, it's it, a lot of it happens in isolation. Yeah. You know, uh, we're going to have a tendency to not binge eat around other people, right? Or binge eat around other people who are specifically healthier folks, you know? And so having the audacity to just get yourself in a different environment and to first of all know that literally we are all connected. I mean, literally. Amen. You yeah. know? And so if we look at even string theory or just understanding things like, you know, um, uh, Princeton University did some research, even just now, how we're sitting here talking, our brain waves are already linked up, all right? So they can see this. They can literally monitor folks' brain waves. When you get around another person, your brains sync up, all right? This is, is some like, amazing? Yeah. you know, you think like, where are we like birds? Like, you know, yeah. they do the whole formation. Can humans do that on a whole different level? You know, we yep. see that in nature, but we don't realize that we have that, that connection. We are social creatures. This is how we got here to this place. It's not in isolation. So you can have the the moniker of being an introvert. I'm not going to take that from you because I dig it. You know, I'm going to, I like to be by myself with books. Yeah. All right. Yep. A lot of times, you know, and but with our mutual friend, Craig Ballantyne, when he was on last and he talked about his struggles with anxiety and this extreme latching onto the label of being introverted, he would hide out from people, like mm -hmm. literally asking hotels to put him on a low floor so he doesn't have to be in an elevator with people, wow. right? It's just like, oh my goodness. But there are many people who are doing that, finding ways to creatively avoid others. And I know we all do this in some form or fashion in our lives. First of all, it's just like, why are you calling me, <laughs> okay? Because do you understand, like, you could text that stuff, yeah. you know, first of all. Or, you know, uh, DM me, whatever. People call people still. And this is what's so different about certain friends of mine. Like, they literally call me. You know, it's like CJ's jumping in my mind. You know, he'll just call. And it's just like, oh, it's, it's refreshing when it doesn't happen a right. lot. You yeah. know? But I could see the stress that would come from talking to people, right? But um, instead of trying to find ways to hide out from connection, let's proactively find ways to further connection. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And, and, the right connection, right? Like the connection that just really fuels you, right? Like we were together in San Diego just a couple of weeks ago, you know, and Craig was there and Bedros was there and my friend Shanda was there and, you know, her husband and I, I mean, I came back. I'm like, man, like yeah. I just feel, I felt energized, you Did know? Did you say and, I was there? Cause I don't think I heard me. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, I okay. said we were there. Okay. Like we, we were we, there together. We. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, we were there. French. Yeah, yeah. Know. No, no, no. Okay. Um, we were there together <laughs> and uh, our friend Joel was there. And I mean, it was just, I came back and I felt good, but I felt different than I had like years back when I used to go to stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I would come back and I'd feel energized in a bad way. I'd be like, mm. I, 
I got to do more. I got to do more. Blah, blah, blah is, you know, doing this and I got to do it. And it was just that constant hustle, which literally was like the issue with the coffee, really. It was like, was I addicted to coffee? No, I was just addicted to doing so much, right? Mm -hmm. Like more, 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 right? And, you know, why? Like impress more people, you know, make more money. Like, dude. Um, but this time I came back energized just in a good way, you know, like, and Sean's doing this and my friend Joel's doing this and Shanda spoke and she was great and Craig's up there, you know, like just really being happy for everyone because like I'm enough, right? Doing my thing, you know, and Sean's enough doing his thing and we can each do our own thing, you know? Uh, like a lot of people say, like, stay in your lane, you know, and be happy for other people in their lane, right? And wave to them in their lane. Hey, your your lane is looking good. Like, good for you. And just doing it from that place. Uh, I pictured that. Roll your window down. You're you. enough. You. You're, yeah. What? Yeah. Yes. You'll remember this later. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You know what's so crazy is that I felt the same way. You know, I I don't know if it's just our brain waves syncing up right Probably. now. Probably, yeah, because you were sitting <laughs> next to me, so you, yeah, so you you caught it, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it just felt really good. Um, after for me, it was a whole week of you know. First, we had the take control conference, and then shooting with Twenty Four Hour Fitness. Shout out to to those guys. I should be on your your television monitors. Who's ever at Twenty Four Hour Fitness, and. Um, uh, doing multiple episodes of the show, but connecting, you know, with our friends, Craig Valentine, Tim Grover. And um, I went by some of my friends' uh, organizations there. But then for Craig's event, because this is what I want to throw this out there for everybody too, is that for myself personally, I speak at events, you know, all over the world. But every year I strive to pick two events just to go. And I'm not doing nothing. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting on the stage. I'm just going to just absorb, right? And the thing is, you know, it might be 80, 90% of the stuff that you already know, right? And you might be applying a lot of that, but there's going to be something, maybe a a couple somethings that can change your life if you're just getting out, being proactive, getting in the environment. And I I most definitely got those things. And, um, you know, and I, and I, when I left there, it wasn't this like, cause I've done that too. Just like, let's yeah. go. You more know, hustle, more hustle. Yeah. Breaking the two by four, yeah. whatever, you know, but it's more like, yes, like yeah, everything. Cause I could see, it's just like, it's going in this direction and now I have these things to support me. It's just felt a lot more graceful at this point. Yeah. And I encourage people, we're, we're talking about like a business setting, right? Um, but so much more than just business happens in those settings, right? Cause we talk about so much, yeah. but I really encourage people to find that type of loving setting when it comes to their health. Don't go to the gym if you don't like the gym, right? Don't go to the yoga class. Cause all the girls look perfect and they're wearing their Lulu outfits. If that's not, you know, what resonates with you, but find your place where you just know you can go there and you are safe, right? And when I mean safe, safe to say whatever you need to say, safe to cry if you need to cry, like just find that place. And it might not be easy, right? Mm-hmm. You might have to go through a couple different places before you find it, right? Some people find CrossFit and they're like, mm-hmm. it was that's just my family, yeah, right? Like absolutely. that's how you want to feel. Like you're going somewhere and it's like your family. Mm-hmm. You you know, you want to be there. Yeah, I love that so much. 
And speaking of family, my family, and and I know you love them too, but where we, I've got two boys, all right? The, the older one, you know, my son Jordan, who's 18 right now, he's, you know, he gets up first thing, cause you know, he's, he's about those gains, you know, right now as an athlete. And like, he's, he's getting another extra meal in early, but man, he eats a lot of food. You know, the same thing with my younger son now, he's really just like, he's on that snack life. You know, a lot of parents feel like they're the garçon, you know, of their, of their child and always dealing with snacks, but obviously it can be a big expense, you know? And um, for me, I wanted to be able to get rid of that excuse because for, when I got into this field and I first changed the way that I was eating, a lot of stuff was not accessible to mm-hmm. me. Like I was going to Whole Foods, Wild Oats was around at that time. And I was spending money I didn't have trying to get this thing I was supposed to get, you know, organic and this and that. But for me, number one, it was an investment. And so I saw it like that and definitely I won, right? I came out on top of that investment. So that's step level one, understanding that it is an investment. But for a lot of folks, it doesn't matter. Like they can't see the midterm or even longer term. And so I want to eliminate that barrier of entry of like this costs too much. And so that's when Thrive Market reached out to me a while back, years ago, a couple of years ago now. And I was just like, I was looking at the model. I was going and buying stuff from their site. And I was seeing like, I, was, I just saved $79 buying the same stuff from Whole Foods. And I'm just, I literally was like, I felt kind of bad. Like this can't be right. And, um, you know, when I talked, I talked with Gunnar and, you know, who's the CEO and I was just like, how do you guys make money? And of course it is a revenue generating organization, but they have a deeper mission and they're doing a lot of stuff the right way. So number one, you can get, whether it's gluten-free foods, paleo foods, vegetarian foods, uh, whatever thing you subscribe to, they have it all categorized, curated, the very best companies to provide that food for you and personal care products, household cleaning products and things like that. So you're not, you know, dousing your, you know, your laundry with a bunch of these chemicals and parabens and all this stuff. They've got all of it at somewhere, sometimes upwards of 50% off, right? Usually 25 to 50% off the price you'd find. And I was saving all this money and um, telling other people about it. But then I found out this other thing, which is, Every paid membership, they give away a membership mm-hmm. to a low-income family, veteran. It's amazing. It was just blowing my mind and just making it so easy for people. And so I know that you love them too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every week. Every week, Thrive Boxes come to the house. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of stuff are you getting when you order from Thrive? So I'll get um, like almond flour, coconut flour. I feel like the prices are the best on Thrive. Um We'll get like like paleo crackers and uh, you know stuff that at Whole Foods is like seven dollars on Thrive is like four ninety nine or something like that yeah, you know yeah. so that's the kind of stuff we get um, quinoa noodles oh my goodness all kinds of stuff <laughs> like I just the, every week I get the paleo mayo the primal kitchen yes chipotle yes, mayo. mayo I'm not ever gonna run out I yeah. mean I every I buy like four at a time like I'm people can't honest. get it on Thrive because Sean has them all pretty much it was yeah. sold out one time yeah and I was like so what yeah but no real talk you know so and also you know snack bars for the kids uh they've got different you know sprouted rice sprouted quinoa mm-hmm. and again you're saving dollars on everything you know and that really adds up especially over the course of a year 
we're on track to save, I think, almost $1,000. What yeah. can you do with that extra money? You know, that can be something to support a vacation or education, going to a live event. You're saving money, buying great food for yourself, and then having that back in your pocket. It's just amazing. So anyways, thrivemarket.com forward slash model health. Pop over there, check them out. It's thrivemarket.com forward slash model health. So it's together as one word, model health. And not only do you already get 25 to 50% off the retail prices you would find at other stores, but you also, your first purchase, you're going to get an additional 25% off your first purchase off your entire cart. All right. Yes, it is true. You're welcome. All right. And also you get free shipping on that first one as well. So pop over there, check them out. Free membership for 30 days for you. And just keep the membership because it's just going to keep paying you back over and over and over again. All right. Thrivemarket.com forward slash model health. All right. I want to talk to you about you, your routine. I'm curious. Like, what? Oh, goodness. Did, I, I didn't know we were going to talk about there's this. There's a lot of different flavors of things, like you said, but, and I know it's probably changed over the years, but yeah. like, so 10 years ago, Isabel, what was she doing versus <sighs> what, what are you doing today? Yeah. So as far as like a daily routine yeah. or. I mean, um, because I, I mean, were you like, were you into CrossFit back in the day or were you at the gym hitting it hard? And now it's like more Pilates, like. What's yeah. That look like? Um, well, now I sleep more, which is yeah, which is due to you. Um, that so that's really just great. Um, so as far as my health routine, um, I kind of divide it up in the week. Like I make sure I have two days of uh, some kind of strength training. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure I have one day of like a sort of yoga flow. I'm sort of reluctant to even call it yoga because I don't really know anything about yoga. I just kind of, I don't know, do, do something that's like, this might be yoga. Um, but it's just... Jing, call your own Jenga. Yeah, that's it, right? Jenga, um, twister Jenga. But it's just more like so that, you know, I can stretch and, you know, move my body around. Um, I have a, a rebounder, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I do mm-hmm. for cardio. I yeah. kind of do like the, the rebound thing, right? Yeah. I do that. Um And what I do now is all throughout the day, I get up about every 45 minutes to an hour and I'll do squats and push-ups, you know, bridges, get on the floor. So I just consistently move all day long so that I don't have to do like an hour workout in the morning. Mm. Um, I'm just always kind of squatting and I have like a, you know, pull-up bar Mm. uh, in the door, in the door frame. I have a kettlebell that's kind of hanging out there and, you know, I'll do a couple kettlebell swings and then I go into my next meeting, right? So I go into my next meeting. I'm like, hey, hey. (laughs) um, So I kind of just space it out, you know, throughout the day. And every single day, unless it's raining, I go for a walk with my kids. Mm. Um, So we go on a little nature walk. Uh, Sometimes they ride their bikes and I, you know, walk with them. But almost every single day we go for a walk. So I told you my kids are in Disney right now with my husband. And when they were leaving, my youngest, who's seven, he said, Mommy, are you still going to go on walks without us? (laughs) And I was like, I I might. I might go on a walk. Um, So that's that's kind of my routine because, listen, I'm not competing in fitness anytime soon. I'm not going to be a bodybuilder anytime soon. And... You know, that's like my mommy slash entrepreneurial protocol, right? Like I want to feel good during the day. Um, want to keep myself at a, you know, some good strength. And that's pretty much what I do. I love that so much. It's a huge like 
uh, opportunity for some folks and a tool is instead of having this idea, like you need to have this totally structured workout, you know, five times a week, this and that. My biggest thing and what I've seen to be the, the biggest thing lacking as far as fitness for people, it's not a lack of uh, deadlifts. It's not a lack of, you know, cardio. It's a lack of just being more active through the day. Yes. That is the biggest yeah. thing. And we talk about, you know, keeping your metabolism on point. The, the issue, like we think about this in terms of food a lot, as far as our metabolism is concerned, you know, I, I was, and this is so wrong, but I would teach people 15 years ago as a personal trainer that if you don't eat breakfast, your metabolism isn't on. Yeah. Oh, I was there too. Right. So it's just too. like, if your metabolism isn't on, you're dead. Right. Like you're yeah. not even here. Right. It's just not true. You're, it, it is working, but there is an uptake when you eat, right? You are going to burn calories when you consume calories, ironically, but you can also end up with a net gain, right? Because you're not looking for a net gain necessarily. And, but exercise can do that same thing in adjusting what your metabolism is doing. And, um, you know, there's this concept with the exercise post oxygen consumption when you do a workout, but you get a little hit of that every time when you just, like you said. And so this is what I want people to do and take this on if this feels right, like a good fit for you. After every so often, maybe it's you're changing tasks, you know, um, so it sounds like you chunk your schedule, but 45 minutes to an hour, just do like, you know, 20 body weight squats and 20 push-ups. You yeah, know, you can adjust them how you want, right? Yeah. And I, then move on to the next thing or bang out, you know, 40 jumping jacks, you know. I wish I could remember who I heard it from. Um, man, I, uh, it's a female author, but anyway, maybe it'll come to me. She said like, you know, most people are going to the gym for an hour in the morning. And then they're sitting for eight hours. I'm like, oh my goodness, yeah. that's me. Yeah. So now I just kind of cut it short in the morning and I do a little something to get myself going. And by the end of the day, I may have done more than an hour workout, mm. you know, um, especially if I do a lot of body weight squats that day. And um, yeah, I mean, we're just, uh, just, you know, working out, going to that spin class, right? Yeah. And then sitting our tail in the chair all day. Yeah. It's like... And Okay, well, that's that's not good either. It's, and it's not just even the metabolism part, but just the functionality. Like you're becoming very, we're, we're creating our bodies, because our body adapts to the environment, becoming very good at sitting in chairs. Yes. Right? And not to do the things that we really want to do. And this is why we see more injuries taking place. So that's another reason to be active. But the person who I first learned about that from was Katie Bowman. That's who it was. Yeah. That's who it was. And maybe I, I heard her on your podcast. Yeah. Um, that's exactly who I it was. I would hope so. Yeah. No, and so, I only listen to your podcast, Sean. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I, let me get your phone right now. Um, but with Katie, she said that, so even if you go to the gym, you work out one hour a day, you're only 4% more active than the rest of the sedentary wow. population. Right. <laughs> wow. But here's the thing that 4% does matter for sure. Right. But what we want to do is live more like our genes expect us, yes. which is to be more active through the day. And so for us, if you don't have to go out and, and forage or to go and gather your water, the things that we historically would have been doing or hunting during the day, we do need to simulate. So this would be like, go ahead and knock out a few squats some lunges, you know, and call it a, you know, a, a session right there, you know, and move on to the next thing. You can go jump on that mini rebounder. That's a friend, I think my friend Aubrey Marcus does. Mm, He's got that okay. rebounder in his office. And I like to think it's because he only listens to my podcast as well. You know what? We just we just follow <laughs> what you say, Sean. <laughs> Do what you say. So yeah, I, I love that in that approach. Now, so what about 
Um, as far as nutrition, are you like a big breakfast person? Or are you like, like, what are you into? I know it's different for everybody, but I'm just yeah. curious what you're, what you're doing right um, now. I'm really like, uh, I love routine, right? Yeah. Like I, I really, I do love routine. Um, so I get up around 5.30 in the morning um, and I'll make myself a, uh, like a mushroom kind of tea coffee mm-hmm. because that's what Sean taught me yeah. to do. <laughs> Um, every once in a while, maybe I'll have like some matcha tea um, and I'll put some coconut oil and like almond milk in there. So that's like, and some collagen powder. So that's like really filling, right? So that's like 5.30. So by the time I have breakfast, it's like 8.30, 9 in the morning. And my breakfast is usually ginormous, right? <laughs> and it's like a huge dinner, all right? So it's like it's like chicken legs and vegetables and quinoa and like cucumbers and carrots. Like if you looked at it, you'd be like, it's supposed to eat dinner, you know? Mm. Um, and that's my breakfast, right? I just, I don't know. I need like a lot of food, you know, in the morning. And I've already kind of done my little mini workout. Um, and then I kind of do the same thing for lunch, but it's a little bit lighter. And I hate saying this, but many times I'm just kind of eating lunch as I'm working, mm-hmm. right? So it's that yeah. same meal. It's there. It's a little smaller. Um, I'll have some bone broth in the afternoon. And then me and the kids eat dinner pretty early, 5.30, 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that one, it's almost like it's the same meal that just is like ginormous, like medium size, and then a little bit smaller. Um, and then before bed, like maybe I'll have like a turmeric golden milk, our friend Drew, right? I'll make yeah. the, um, the gold. you know, the yeah. gold, which is so good. I had that at Drew's house. I went to Drew's house uh, a couple months ago and he made that for all of us. I was like, give me like 10 of these. Yeah, like I just, gold, um, yeah. so I, uh, yeah, so I'll I do that. Oh yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's just so great. Or, yeah. or, you know, or sometimes I'll make my own, right. I'll mm-hmm. do some turmeric and ginger and um and do that before bed so yeah i'm just like my plate always looks like a good amount of protein whether that's chicken turkey beef bison fish you know whatever it is some veggies cooked and raw and then you know maybe some quinoa some brown rice some sweet potatoes some butternut squash whatever it is that's like a typical isabel plate Mm, Isabel plate. Mm-hmm. You were like chicken, turkey. I thought it was that you name it. Yeah. Song. I, I was like, <laughs> I just started singing in my head. So, man, I could just talk to you about so many things, but I want to shift gears back to the new program because mm-hmm. of, you know, um, you understanding that this conversation needs to shift off of just talking about food and fighting ourselves and changing the conversation that we're having within our own minds and hearts. And helping people to do that, you know, actually working with folks to get them to that place where they actually experiencing that I am enough and using that as a launching pad to really allowing that message that you talked about to come forth in our lives right now so we can execute on the thing that we're here to do as an individual. So can you talk a little bit more about the program? Where can people get it? So the new program is called The New Life Promise. Um, And I really got to a point in this field and helping people with nutrition that I just couldn't do it anymore without talking about the spiritual, emotional component. I just couldn't. It's just too hard for me to have a conversation with somebody about why they fell off the wagon again, you know, without being like, let's go a little deep here, right, and see what's there. 
So all the same principles that I've been teaching people for the past 10 years and, and updated, right? Because you and I, like, we've learned a lot over the past couple of years, right? So we continue to update, update it. But the nutrition principles, they're, they're pretty much very similar, right? Um, but it's the first part of the program, which is really taking a deeper dive into where, what are the things you're telling yourself, right? Like, what is the story that you're telling yourself in your head? What are the words that you're speaking over yourself? You know, many times the things that we say to ourselves are, we would never say them to our kids, right? Or, you know, think about if you, if Braden was walking around saying stuff like, I'm worthless. I just, there's just no hope for me. I just, I can't do it, daddy. You would feel terrible, right? You would feel terrible because you're like, that's my son, you know? Like, no, you, you know, you can do it. And I tell people, like, just think about, like, God who created you, right? Like, how does he feel when he hears you saying things to yourself like, I can't do it, you know? I'm just, I'm just worthless. Like, I just, you know, I've tried so many times. Like, it's just, you know, what's the point? So we start with that. That's the whole first part of the program. And then a big part of the program, too, is having this community, this safe community where you can go and we can talk about the stuff that's really holding you back. We can pray together. We can encourage each other. And that's a part of the program. And that's just so, so important, right? Um, because like the Bible says, where two or more are gathered, there, there I am. Um, and, you know, I started doing that a little bit on, uh, you know, our, our, our current program page, like really just sharing scripture with people and praying and people just loved it. It was like, man, this is just what we need. Um, and it was just confirmation for me, like, okay, this is the next, the next step for me. So it's called the new life promise. Um, you can find it on my site, which is isabeldprice.com. Uh, it's there. And uh, yeah, I'm just so, so excited about it. Awesome. And I'm excited about you coming you. and spending time with me. Um, you've, again, just been such a blessing in my life and always seeking for ways to give and to uh, to be of service. And it's just like, you're one of my favorite people for real. Like when I Thank see you. you, I just feel like, man, like you're, you know, like I just want to be around you. And um, it's it's also just so amazing to, to hear your story because there are many things today that I didn't know and to see where you are now and the light that you're shining and the people that you're impacting. And I know you're just getting started. I know you are enough, but I know you're going to be just continuing to, to grow and to, uh, to reach more people in a very important way, a powerful way. And so I just wanted to thank you for that. Yeah. Thank and you, Sean. That means a lot. You're welcome. You're welcome. Can you let everybody know where they can connect with you online and give them that URL as well again? Yeah, so it's isabeldprice.com. Um, and then on social media, isabeldprice on Instagram and on Facebook. Perfect. Isabel, thank you so much for coming in. Oh, you're welcome, Sean. This has been great. Awesome. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the show today. Um, again, one of my favorite people, and you probably know why. And this is a really important conversation to have because... Today, more than ever, you know, a lot of folks, we have so much connection online, but far less connection in the real world. And we don't want to mistake the two because 
those friends on social media, they might be kind of friends in a way, strange way, but in reality, you know, we need connection. We need deeper conversations. Uh, we need proximity, you know? So getting out of our little boxes that we can put ourselves in and of course, engaging in online community, but let's do that at a higher level as well. And let's take the steps necessary to engage with that in the real world too. And that's just one of my big takeaways because even as I talked about it with Isabel, last time I saw her was at an event that I I did not have to go to, right? But I made a decision that this is something I need to do for myself to continue to grow me. And uh, because I'm around a lot of this stuff all the time, but there's always another level. And But coming into this was very different because feeling like she said that I am enough, I'm in a really good place and it just felt really good. And it felt good to, to connect and to see her there. And it's a catalyst for her being here today. And so just keep that in the back of your mind. Let's engage more with higher quality conversations with our virtual community, but also uh, take action. Maybe you can take that little tip from me of maybe it's just one event each year, but for me, two events every year for myself, for my growth, for my support of my mission and who I am, and who I wanna be. And also, um, this is a great opportunity to, again, remember that you, outside of all the stuff that we've talked about today, remembering that you're not alone and that there is something special about you. There's a, a life force, there's an energy that helped to create you and really starting to understand how valuable and how much that really means because there are so many different realities that you could be experiencing right now, but you are here and you have the capability to hear my voice and to, um, to elevate yourself. And just again, remembering how special and powerful you are, but you need to get to that place where you eventually have that divine yes. And you say yes to your greater mission. You say yes to living a life on purpose. You say yes to really tapping into your unique beauty and your unique greatness because you have a gift, you have a talent, you have a capacity that has never been seen before in the history of all things. And you are here right now to express that, but it's only going to happen when you say yes. All right. And it's time. So I appreciate you so much. Thank you for tuning into the show today. If you got some value out of this, make sure to share it out with your friends and family on social media. Tag me, tag Isabel, let her know what you thought of the episode. And please know we've got some fire we got some incredible episodes coming up all right some incredible guests and show topics all for you all right so make sure to stay tuned take care have an amazing day and i'll talk with you soon and for more after the show make sure to head over to themodelhealthshow.com that's where you can find all of the show notes you can find transcriptions videos for each episode and if you got a comment you can leave me a comment there as well and please make sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a rating to let everybody know that the show is awesome. And I appreciate that so much. And take care. I promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help you transform your life. Thanks for tuning in.